The other day I had a wonderful talk with Roy Coglin from meditationpodcast.org. We talked about the power of pranayama, meditation and breathwork to heal both the body, the mind and the emotional system and to free the mind. May this talk be inspiring and insightful for you. Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. Today, my guest, Michal Biker. Did I say it correctly? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me on your show. I've got into the breathwork five years ago, I think, at this stage. A couple of years prior to that, got into the meditation, and I have seen the benefits of both of them. And, you know, because anyone that's doing the breathwork or into meditation, you know, they're kind of comfortable in their own space and they're not aggressive. What type of meditation do you teach and practice yourself? So a really wonderful meditation is to be able to sit, for instance, and to scan through your body, to be able to really feel how your body is feeling. And sometimes you feel maybe uh, if you scan through the body, ah, there's a little bit of an ache here or an ache there. But being able to feel it without judging it, like, ah, how does that actually feel then? Ah, it's a bit of a sharp feeling or a bit of a dull feeling or a hot feeling. This, So that you become able to see reality as it is. Instead of making first stories about it, ah, that's my shoulder, I broke my shoulder six years ago on a skiing accident and I should see a, a doctor and it's still not over yet. And this, and you go into all these stories that your mind makes up. But being able to just feel it or see it however it is. Then you start to merge your awareness with the present moment just feeling it as it is and in some people there is a lot of conflict there is a lot of tension in both their mind and their body and they become aware like ah actually there's so much tension in my system but you become okay with it like ah it's okay and by doing so you start to transform all these tensions all these negative states of your mind and of your body you'll be able to in a way transform them to let these tensions come to the surface, you feel them, but then they can go out of your system. But this is a deep technique, a very simple technique, but very difficult for some. And that's why it's very good to first do some breath work, because the breath work will really help your physical body, your mind, your emotional system to open up a bit more, to loosen up a bit more. And it makes it a lot easier for your mind to be more still, to be able to concentrate. So therefore, what I teach a lot is a, is a technique of doing some strong, deep, uh, what's called yogic breathing, breathing from the belly to the heart, to the chest, breathing in and slowly breathing out. But then also nothing too strong, not doing it for like uh, 30 breaths that you almost start to faint, almost start to pass out because that's also not really the right way of doing it, but just gentle. And then taking some time to just slow down the breath. And making the breath more subtle, more gentle, more slow. And with each breath out, it's like you start to loosen up a bit more. Loosen up your physical body, loosen up a bit your emotional system, loosen up your mind until you come into that state of it's all good. It's all good. And then one can start to go into meditation. And with um, like the breathwork, because I've tried, I don't know, maybe six to ten different types uh, soma breath like the Wim Hof method and all that one and like some of them are doing it intensely like that you're really pushing and then you kind of go into I, I suppose you'll call it a psychedelic state is that something that you think is not good what's your thought um well 
just let me try to explain quick what is happening on a physical level when you're doing hyperventilation, what it basically is. So you're breathing more than you actually need. You hyperventilate air through the body. You bring a lot of CO2 out, but your body needs CO2 for it to have the right uh, balance in, in pH. So it, the um, carbon dioxide makes the blood more acidic. And why is this needed? Because the hemoglobin, the transporters of oxygen through the blood, they need a bit of acidity to be able to let go of the oxygen to the cells in the body. So if you bring a lot of CO2 out, the blood becomes very alkaline and it's very difficult for the, CO, for the oxygen to be released from the hemoglobin. So the, the oxygen stick stays sticked to the hemoglobin and therefore you are actually depriving your brain of oxygen. Another important thing what happens is that your capillaries and all the veins in your body, they start to contract because of the alkalinity. So it stops the blood flow to the brain. It very much slows it down. So actually you are depriving your brain of oxygen and therefore you start to space out. You start to uh, feel very busy and sometimes people even faint, right? If you, if they really push it. So people say then, well, yeah, that, that's a psychedelic experience that is this or that, but it's basically just uh, like that children's game that you sometimes, uh, that children used to play sometimes with hyperventilating and then pushing really hard against your chest to bring the pressure up to the brain and then you faint. It's basically doing that game. It has a profound effect in unblocking your systems, the emotional system and the mind. But on the other hand, it's a on a level of getting nice uh, sensations. It's almost like taking a drug, you know? You take a drug, you get nice sensations. Oh, you maybe see some colors, maybe you really space out, you feel tingling in the body, woo, nice sensations. But it's not meditation at all, because what you try to do with meditation is to still the mind, not make spectacular feelings and spectacular sensations, but you want to still everything so that you are able to become aware like, okay, there is stillness in the mind, stillness in the body. What is then left? It's my pure consciousness. It's my pure awareness. And whereas as you keep doing only strong breathing technique, you keep the mind actually very active. You keep the physical sensations very active and you miss out on the ability to have a very sharp awareness to go into the stillness of the moment. Because I've met a lot of people who just practice strong breathing techniques and then I say, okay, now try to breathe super slow, super calm and feel really what is happening in the body. But they are not able to feel it because they need spectacular sensations and they need to do some, something strong because the mind is uh, so still a bit restless in a way and the awareness is not sharp. So it has its own benefits, the strong breathing technique, but... Uh, if one is not careful, he or she still stays a sensation seeker and is not able to really go into the meditation of, of stillness and feels only boredom because they want some sensations to, to enjoy, if you know what I mean. No, you follow no. a bit what no, I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes total... And to be honest, I've never thought of it like that, but it makes total sense. And just because I've seen people kind of getting breakthroughs and, you know, bursting out crying and everything with the normal kind of controlled breathing. Have you actually, is that possible to, or do you need to kind of go to the 
pushed level? What's the best way of people to release trauma? Because I mean, there's the other side of people go to a psychologist for 20 years and they just keep reliving the moment and they're not really being helped. So, yeah. yeah. So in a therapeutic way, once in a while uh, to do this, it, it works very therapeutically, absolutely. And it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good to do uh, for most people. But you can see it a bit like this. Um, people can carry a lot of trauma in their emotional system, right? And it's almost like that they try to protect that uh, trauma. They don't want to come face to face with those feelings. So it's almost like a hard shell starts to build up around a certain trauma or bad experience in their life or certain emotion that they don't want to feel. And it stays really hard and protected and sometimes on some moments it comes out a little bit but they always feel they're carrying a weight with them with very strong breathing techniques it's almost like you start to break open that shell and everything starts to come out yeah? some people might have an experience with strong breathing technique all of a sudden they start crying or they start reliving the experience and it feels like ah they have let it out which can be sometimes good for some people though it can be a bit too much it can be like what's happening now I'm, I'm not prepared for this and in some cases people will start to feel it actually um, they almost added another trauma in their lives by reliving again those feelings and emotions but for a lot of people it's a good thing what i try to teach though is to not break open the shell and let it come out in that way but to start to bring the awareness within and very slow like Awareness is like a light. It can start to transform things. It's like the sunlight that can hit on ice or snow. It starts to slowly melt. And that you slowly start melting. You first feel a bit of restlessness, just a bit of discomfort. You become okay with it. You start to feel like, okay, you become able to feel okay with the restlessness. Then you feel like, ah, actually that feeling of restlessness, it's a bit a stronger emotion. Maybe I feel anger with it. You start to become aware of it, become aware of it with acceptance, with kindness. And like that, you start to slowly melt those hard shells around it. And maybe you become aware of a bit of pain that you carry within. Maybe you start to become aware of, of the, the tension at the source, but you bring the awareness in. It's like you bring light within that area of the heart instead of just bringing it out for a quick moment but you are still not able to really come face to face in a slow and gentle way with the discomfort so why do i believe that is better because in daily life we are constantly um, confronted with our subtle um, um, tensions that we have. We have a certain conversation with somebody and he says something that we don't like. We feel a bit of tension or anger. Or somebody cuts us off on the highway. We feel a bit of tension, a bit of anger. And all these moments, these situations, when the anger arises or the frustration or the irritation or the sadness, we normally would feel like, ah, I don't like the feeling. I blame that person for the way I, that I feel or I eat a lot of chocolate just to distract myself from the feeling and like that you keep going through life. Whereas as you learn in slower breathing techniques and in meditation to bring the awareness within and to become okay with how you feel, you are able to transform yourself from that so that you feel if somebody says something that nice you don't like and a feeling of frustration or anger comes up and you know like ah. 
Now I feel a little bit of frustration, anger. I'm not going to react in it in a way thinking how stupid that person is, that he or she always says something like that, or uh, maybe even shout at the person. But no, I'm just going to feel like, ah, a bit of tension that's coming to the surface. I'm okay with it. And you bring again that awareness on it, and then it starts to transform. Instead of you reacting to it and becoming almost like a, like a slave to the emotion or the feeling and behaving in a way that you after a lot of times can re, uh, regret, you start to become able to just feel it as it is. Ah, that's what I feel. That's what I feel. And then you start to become able to see every moment that you feel in daily life, a bit of anger or frustration as another opportunity to clear yourself from anger or frustration. Like you're purifying slowly yourself from uh, all these negative states of being until you become completely light. And, and let's see that there's no more blockages in that system. And then if somebody cuts you off the road, you'll be like, ah, no worries. Maybe he's in a hurry. Or if somebody says something that's so nice to you, you think like, well, okay, that's what he or she thinks. That's all right. You can, you can feel that. So you follow a bit what I'm what I'm saying, Roy. It's, it's, Absol it's no, different, absolutely, uh, different and way. I yeah, and I, I actually uh, I think it's a it's it's probably a better way. It's something that I haven't thought about because you know I have seen it and spoke about it with a few people on the kind of let's say the hyperventilating stage. But the one thing that does fear me is when you're doing that in an event, you're surrounded by facilitators, and now a load of them are doing it online. And that scares me that somebody is encouraging somebody that has never done it and they're pushing this really, you know, intensive breath work. And if somebody gets that kind of reaction of maybe being raped or something like that, because that I've heard of situations like that, you know, I don't think it's actually a safe environment when you're at home and you don't have a facilitator to hold over you and comfort you and cuddle you and kind of tell you, you'd be okay. Absolutely. You, you, you can be so overwhelmed with the stuff that, that, that comes out that some people carry in with them. And like I mentioned, it can become a traumatizing experience again by itself, like a really bad trip. And, and uh, they have no support whatsoever. Uh, they are maybe at home laying on the floor and uh, uh, not knowing what is happening. So yeah, it definitely has to be in, in, uh, in good guidance uh, in, in real life and not just something uh, you do uh, um, online. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. But that, that's, the, that's the thing, you know, it, it has also a lot of benefits. And then it's, it's the question, okay, should you then not do it at all? Uh, and then nobody will, or, or not so many people will do it, or should you still keep doing it on such a bit large scale and maybe uh, 1% of the people will have a bit of a bad experience, but hopefully they will uh, get over that as well, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a choice that everybody has to make for themselves, of course, but I, I, I do like the fact that so many people are getting into this uh, things and uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. One, one more thing about this though, is that what can happen in the breath work and in the yogic practice where a lot of these breath work techniques are coming from, it, it, it's very much about slower breathing, about expanding, slowing down the breath to start to expand a bit more your, your mind, your consciousness. But people coming from a society where everything is pushed 
faster, better, stronger, a lot of competition, all these things. They start to bring that mindset into all these wonderful practices that are actually about calming down and slowing down. So you've seen that a lot also in the yogic practice that you get hot yoga, power yoga, strong yoga, and it becomes very much an, almost like an ego thing and, and very forceful um, yoga. You see that also a bit happening in the breath work things, that it's about pushing your limits, uh, forcing the emotions out, doing things with force. Whereas it should be actually more in a gentle, kind, calm form. But like I mentioned, a lot of people take that same mindset as they carry uh, the, the, the high stress level from their daily living, from the society that we live in. They take that into the practice and that reflects back into, into the techniques and how they do it in, in that way. No, so we have to be a bit careful for that. Absolutely. And I've seen, because like uh, I've done a bit of research and you've got 70,000 uh, students and different courses that you've done. I don't know where, they, I've seen it on Udemy and a few, like, but very high ratings and actually extremely reasonably priced because a, a lot of different, I mean, I've seen some of this stuff and there's people charging hundreds or thousands. I don't know, is it something like 15 bucks or something like that, that there's a load of courses that you have, which is brilliant, you know, that you're, you're, you're offering, you know, and it's not just one hour, like you've got a whole kind of module that you're giving, yeah? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, even people, if they don't cannot afford it, they can have it for free. Um, also for your listeners, all good. Um, the, 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 the thing in life, uh, Roy, as you might have understand, what is true richness? You know, is it having a lot of money on your bank account? No, that 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 that's not it. It it's about uh, feeling really that state of fulfillment within, uh, being able to to share with others that is where true richness lies in his life we grow up unfortunately really with the idea that the more money you have on your bank account the happier you will be and most of the people already know that is not the case but really living up to that and really feeling like okay if you share if you give if you add something to humanity to to this world you you get rich on another bank account of the soul, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So um, it's all about uh, sharing, which brings true um, richness, true happiness on, on the soul level. And I think this is something that more and more people start to understand. And I also strongly believe that in life, you start to tap into a certain flow where you, when you start to give, it's like life starts to um, nurture you, starts to give you everything you need to keep on giving. You tap into a flow of things that, that you receive so much when you are giving. And this is something that a lot of wonderful saints talked about and Jesus spoke about already. Things like, okay, if, if you give, you receive back in tenfold. So I, um, from a young age, I, I, I uh, was very lucky to see my parents do that a lot. Eh? And they were very much Christian. They were giving a lot of money to the poor. And I always felt like, ah, okay, it's a nice thing to give. I keep doing it. And then now life, thank God, nurtures me with everything that I need to keep on giving. Happy me and happy other people, happy family, all good. <laughs> No, no, beautiful. And I mean, I saw that I like I was very lucky. My parents, my mom is unbelievable. She just constantly gives, but never had anything bad happen in her life. You know, just 
everything just comes, you know, like, you know, money comes in when it needs to come in. And just, she just, and I mean, I went under the chase the money route in life, you know, was working hard, was making a load, had lots of houses and then lost the whole lot. And through that journey, then just changed over. And now it's like, I mean, I'm doing a load of the podcasts, which are all free. And I'm just trying to help and try to help humanity with what's the craziness going on in the world. But I'm the same. Like, I mean, I look at a lot of the bad things that can happen. And, you know, life is good, you know. And I, I believe that you give out goodness, it comes back. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's like a a law, a universal law of on a spiritual level, a universal law on the more uh, subtle layer of this this reality that when you give it, you will receive back so much. So, yeah, great to hear that you're living up uh, to that, living up with that uh, law of nature, because you might have experienced yourself and known so many people that have so much, so much, but it's never enough. And they always feel like a bit of emptiness still, and they want to fill it up more and more. But it's like a black hole that can never be filled up. Eh? But as soon as you start to realize, like, okay, there is already fulfillment within yourself. If you can start giving, it's like it's not a black hole, but it becomes a source. It's like the other side of a black hole, if you know what I mean, where everything starts to keep flowing out of. Exactly. And, and it's stepping into the your 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 source of fulfillment into the, the divine source within. And I think because I mean I'm seeing more and more, more people kind of going through that journey. Everybody has something happens in their life that they kind of change from that. And I like the beauty of it. Nobody actually goes back, you know, once somebody makes a transition, you know, if anything, the, 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 you know, the pebbles thrown into the water, the ripples are going out that people are looking at how their life is and what they're doing. And they yeah. start replicating it and even talking to them and learning from it that they can make the change as well. It's such a, well, it's, it's, it's part of this phase of, of uh, the evolution of humanity that we are in, but it's such a shame almost that we are being raised in such a way to uh, into a, a system where it's very much about getting as much for yourself as possible and then getting that richness in this economic system that we are in, which also has its own benefits. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against the economic system or anything, but we get to live, grow up in, in such a way that you have your own bank account and you need to fill it up in as many ways as you can by getting money from other people. It, it's, it's that game. And then when that's really filled up, then you can live an easy and happy life. Whereas on a more spiritual level, it actually is working the other way, right? As we talked about before, it's, it's when you start to be able to really give and share, then that bank account will start to almost fill up by itself in a way. So, um, I think if this consciousness is really starting to shift in a lot of people, because like you mentioned, a lot of people who have experienced uh, that moment where they were chasing the, the success, the money, and they were feeling like, okay, this is not really bringing me happiness. And they started to live in a different way. They start to raise their children in a different way. Other people get inspired to live in a different way. This is really starting to happen. So in a way, this let's say the, the, the system of getting as much for yourself as possible and and this pushing away others to get yourself to the front is fading in 
away uh, for a lot of people. And, and that's a good thing that is happening. And the, really, I feel there is for a lot of people a bit of a shift in their perspective of what is important in life and what is not. And uh, a shift in the consciousness, basically. No, absolutely. And like, uh, I know maybe not for the meditation listeners, but for the awakening listeners, uh, you know, a lot of them are trying to get the message out. And I, I just want to talk on your social media thing because I, I was looking at the figures and I was like, whoa, uh, YouTube, you've 2.7 million, Facebook, uh, 52,000 followers, Instagram, 30, like, is that something that you consciously try to do or did it just come in? Like, because with me, I've got, with some channels, you know, a million views, but others, 10,000, like, I've tried different things and it just seems to work for some and it doesn't with, with, with others. And I got removed from YouTube from what I call spreading the truth. And to even today, I've noticed on my, because um, I use Spotify, which is by Anchor, the numbers are going backwards. And that was happening on my YouTube as well. That shouldn't happen. That should be, you know, but they've done that on a few of the podcasts as well. Um, I mean, I'm going to write to them and kind of let them know that I'm conscious of it because I track it. But with your own ones, is there any kind of tips that you could help with people that are trying to get their message out, that are trying to help humanity on the social media scene? So I, I think if you really have something to say because you felt it is the truth, for you and you felt like okay this is something wow it, it helped me really in my life it changed my life the importance is that you find something or that you really connect with something that you really want to to share that you felt like okay this thing has really worked for me for instance for me it was breath work and meditation and qigong i felt in my life wow this really transformed something in my life and this is something i want to share i want to help others because i feel that is something that can really add some value into people's lives and it was never so much about just getting a lot of followers so that i can feel like wow i'm successful because i have so many followers or something like that because then it would be just about feeding my ego in a way so as I talked about a bit before, about that that, that rule of, of, of uh, law of nature almost, that when you want to start sharing your knowledge out of good intention, and your intention is to, to um, spread good information, to, to help others, it's almost like life backs, backs you up. Things start to happen for you in a way, right? It doesn't mean that you can just sit back and just let it happen. No, you still have to do some work. But it's work that you feel like, okay, it's, I love doing it because it's my heart's calling. It's just what I want to do in my life. How many listeners or, or how many likes, that's not so important. I just want to share this knowledge. And then things start to uh, happen for you in a way. So I would highly recommend uh, people that find really what is your why? Uh, why is it that you want to share all this knowledge? Why is it that you want to uh, do all these things? And really um, start to, let's say, live really like, okay, I want to share some transformation that I've experienced in my life through a certain technique, or I want to help others to heal a certain trauma because I felt that that was good. Okay, this is what I want to do. This is my life mission. And I live in line with what I feel is really the right thing to do. Then things will start to 
happen for you in a way also, right? Otherwise, it's just getting as much numbers as possible, but there will always be somebody who has some more numbers uh, or more likes or more follows, and then you feel, oh, it's a competition. I, uh, you will never be satisfied, right? So work hard for it, don't get me wrong, but find out what is the real reason why you're doing it and make sure that it's really out of passion, out of wanting to share something. Yeah, and to, like just on that with my own one, I remember, I mean, I'm doing the 2018, I started the speaking podcast and, you know, just the different ones. And I mean, I mentioned with the YouTube that that hit over a million and that was like, yeah. And then uh, like I was looking between the combination of it and because I, I track everything and I hit the million and I, you know, I thought Beautiful. prior to that, I would have thought I'd be jumping up and, down, and I just said, and it didn't bother me at all. And it's like, like I've even had conversations with people because sometimes I do a show with, and I said, if one person listened to this and made a change or if helped one person, would we still do the show? And we said we would. So, yeah. as you, you know, because I know that some people on the other side, because um, I love what you said, you know, just do it and put the truth. I think that's that, that's lovely what, what you've actually said. And like, because on the opposite side, some people, you know, if they're not getting the thumbs up or if they think, oh, because I, I, I mean, I know a lot of podcasters and some say, I'm only getting 30 views. And I'm like, but that means 30 people are actually listening. You know, don't, don't knock yourself for it. Like, and he, you know, if it goes up 33 in a month's time, that's a 10% increase. You know, just then don't be worried about it. You know, would you do it? And when you ask people, would you do it if you know you made a change with just one person? They all said yes. So Beautiful. I think if we kind of look at it from that kind of way, then we're not going to go, no, I want to be, because there is people with 10 million, there's people with 100 million, you know, usually with massive budgets behind them and from the wrong reasons, you know, <laughs> and, and, and stop comparing ourselves with things like that. Exactly, exactly. And and do it uh, like you're doing yourself. Do it with a sense of, 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 of passion, with, with excitement, like, okay, uh, because people feel that, you know, you you have of course your your speaking uh, podcast as well. You you speak to a lot of speakers, but the audience feels it. If somebody speaks something out of enthusiasm, out of, of or feeling that they've really experienced something and they want to share it, people feel that uh, energy in a way. Speaking and doing podcasts or showing something or making art, it's not just a thing for the, the the physical senses it's almost like you are trans um, you are transmitting a, a kind of energy that people people pick up if you tell a certain story in a certain way it's like an energy that makes people feel a certain emotion or start to think in a certain way so if you do something with with passion or feeling really uh, what you want to, to transmit or want to um, share with other people, then there will be success. And not if you try to pretend to be something that you are not really or that you have not really experienced or that you want to show the world something that you are not really, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And I've noticed it as well. The people that are coming from the heart, the numbers it it gets justified it's like people know it's like people switch off because you can even track where people drop off and i think people can feel it as well you know it's just whether they're Absolutely. listening or watching they know who's genuine who really wants to make a difference and who's there to help or who's there to actually oh i want to sell my book and that's the only reason that i'm coming on kind of thing you know and this yeah 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 no, absolutely absolutely yeah yeah well listen michael it's been wonderful speaking to you how can people get in contact with you Wonderful. So 
if uh, one wants to learn more about the, the breath work or the qigong or these kind of things they can find me on uh, the website yogalab.com it's yoga lap from the life awareness project and there they find all sorts of courses and, and i do live sessions for free every saturday on uh, youtube they can follow that as well uh, they can just search my name and uh yeah do do a breathwork course or a seven day training program to learn simple meditation techniques and all these courses are on a pay as you like basis um starting from uh, 10 euros or 14 dollars up to uh, whatever you want to pay or if you really cannot afford it it's even uh, for free so uh, i would highly recommend to learn some of these techniques and it will improve your life in so many wonderful ways and otherwise instagram and all these kind of things just just uh, <laughs> search search the name and then you find uh, some things uh, online no, oh, brilliant. And I mean, as I mentioned during the show, because I saw the reviews, all the five star rating as well, which, you know, when you've got 70,000 students, you know, because I mean, you'll see it in other ones as well. When people are being frauded, it starts reflecting and on the opposite side of the spectrum. And hence why I believe that your numbers on your social media are so impressive because people are actually benefiting from what you're doing. And I love what you said. If you can't afford it, you give it for free, which is beautiful because I know that some people have lost everything, you know, through this craziness. And, you know, I think they appreciate when somebody actually, you know, doesn't be trying to, you know, if they haven't got it, they can still actually participate. So, you know, I commend you on doing that. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, uh, knowledge is, is for sharing, right? Not for business. And I think uh, hopefully um, this is going to become a normality in our society that uh, sharing knowledge and, and sharing things is it, it's not all about money and all about business. It's about improving humanity, improving other people's lives. And that's uh, where the true richness will come from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, Michal, thank you very much. Really appreciated our conversation. Thanks, Roy, all your listeners. Peace, love, and wisdom. If you want to learn more about the teachings of Michal Biker and the Life Awareness Project, go to yogalap.com. That is Y-O-G-A-L-A-P.com. Join one of the life-transforming mind and body training courses to awaken your full potential. The true change in this world will happen from within.